0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Inner Healing After Narcissistic Abuse podcast. My name is Jasmine, and today we have a short but really powerful episode. And before we get started, I just want to say thanks so much to everyone who's been in touch recently. I have been trying to get back to everyone as quickly as possible. Um, your feedback and just stories of your experiences with narcissistic and emotional abuse has been, you know, really humbling and. Powerful to just hear and just to have that reconfirmation that you know the information that I'm sharing with you all is helping and helping you to gain a new understanding of what you've experienced. So, thank you again so much for everyone who's reached out so far. And I've just realized that the last episode came out on the 5th of August, and it is now the 5th of September as I'm recording this, and it's just been incredible. The last month has gone super, super quick. Um, Lots of life changes actually happening for me at the moment. Um, I'm actually in the process of moving, um, new house, new suburb, everything. So um, there's lots of change happening for me and I really will um, want to get into another episode on surrender and trust and how to really allow and be in the process of whatever you're experiencing, especially if you're experiencing a lot of change. And I know that um, that's really, really important when we're looking at narcissistic abuse recovery as well because a lot of what we experience is quite challenging. You know, there's lots of change where, you know, processing and feeling all of these emotions. So I think, um, yeah, some wisdom on that will be really powerful for you all as well. And I just have a quick announcement and update on my Melbourne event. The tickets are now live. Um, I haven't released the details yet for Sydney just yet but um, I'm coming to Melbourne in October so I'll be around from about the 25th of October to the 28th and I've scheduled two um, emotionally, emotional abuse and narcissistic abuse um, meetups um, for you so that is for any woman who um, would like to kind of have a chat about their experiences with narcissistic and emotional abuse. Um, It's based on the support group that I run here in Perth. So I will be um, sharing some education around um, emotional abuse, narcissistic abuse, um, about recovery and growth and healing and it's just a really great way to connect with other women who have also had similar experiences. You might make some new friends. Um, it'll be a very casual kind of catch-up. The tickets are really um, well priced so um, that's so that I, everyone can you know come along to that. Um, I will be staying in Brunswick, so um, I will be in that suburb and hosting the workshop on the Sunday there in that suburb as well. So I would share briefly a little bit about the workshop in a moment. I just also wanted to mention, I have just a very limited number of one-on-one coaching intensive as well um, available, and they will be two-hour coaching intensive. So that will be a really supercharged one-on-one coaching in-person session with me um, about your current struggles um, your you know your background um, what you really want to get out moving forward obviously some one-on-one advice and coaching with me to help you kind of break free from wherever you're at at the moment so this is going to be really really powerful for anyone who is feeling really stuck still kind of finding themselves in the cycle of emotional abuse or Um, you know the toxic relationships and dysfunction and yeah it'll be a really really amazing um, you know powerful time to actually connect in person while I'm in Melbourne so if you're interested in that please do um, get onto my website and book yourself a spot um, because I only have very limited time and um, they are two-hour intensives. There is also a questionnaire that goes with that everything just follow the prompts when you book um, and that will just give me an idea of where you're at as well. And so my absolute dream is to run workshops and educate and inspire and really help empower women through the process of finding their you know their voice, their their energy, their power. And this workshop that I'll be bringing to Melbourne is all about how to break free of toxic and dysfunctional relationships. and this is really suitable for anyone who's experienced emotional abuse or maybe more in particular narcissistic abuse which is obviously more of what I specialize in but really we're going to be exploring some really really juicy topics and it's going to be quite an immersion so it's going to be um, an experiential body-based you know in-person workshop Um, you'll be learning from me you'll also be interacting with others you'll really get to actually connect and feel what it feels like to really regain that sense of personal power and that's really my my absolute dream and and, um, intention for this workshop. So again, limited spaces are available as um, I can only book as many people in as the venue will um, hold. So um, I do have early bird um, tickets available at the moment and um, they will be up for about a week or so, um, maybe a week and a half. And, uh, but if they sell out, I probably won't be able to release any more. So please make sure you get um, onto the website um, as soon as possible to book yourself a spot. So a little bit about what we'll be covering in the workshops um, is all about, you know, the importance of values of understanding who we are, looking at our self esteem and our self worth, understanding the power of our intuition, how to really tap back into that gut feeling, so you can kind of you know, gauge people a little bit better when you meet them if you're in the dating scene. Um, also, there'll be a lot about understanding the concepts of healthy love and relationships, um, understanding the function of relationships, who we are as individuals in a relationship. Also, obviously, what's really important is to understand and recognise you know, relationships that are dysfunctional and toxic and possibly abusive, and how, you know, what healthy, loving, sustainable relationships looks like. So I really want to get across the difference because I know a lot of women that I support and who come to the meetups as well, They are always saying, you know, I don't know what healthy love is. I've never experienced that. You know, a lot of them haven't experienced that growing up. So this is going to really give you a great insight into what you should be looking for and help get you used to that as well because I know a lot of us um, are really attracted to the bad boys or, you know, the emotionally unavailable men, the ones that are really interesting and kind of give us that spark so we are not always necessarily drawn to the more stable emotionally available men who are attentive to our needs and who are actually there for us you know I think for a lot of us it's quite foreign so I'm going to share a little bit more insight into that and I'm really really um, focused on education obviously as well um because it's so important if we don't have a great foundation, I always say this when the women I support, you know, if the house has got cracks in its foundation, you're not gonna have a solid and stable house. And that really is the same thing in terms of our relationships and who we are. We need to have a solid foundation so that we actually have something to base what we're looking for, you know, so we have something to to base it on. then we can build from there but if we've got cracks and we aren't really sure and we've grown up in environments that are dysfunctional or toxic where there's codependency you know abuse or addiction then we're really going to struggle to identify and know what to look for and we're always looking for what's familiar we're not looking for what's healthy we're just looking for what's familiar and so if what's familiar is not healthy then we're going to be stuck in this cycle of looking for the unhealthy. So I've got some great information and, you know, some experiences to kind of share with you to help you to kind of really solidify that knowledge. And I'll be also talking about boundaries, codependency, you know, healthy and unhealthy ways of relating with others. Now, this is really important um, because, you know, fundamentally, the relationship that we have with ourselves is going to be a great basis for the type of relationships that we have with other people. So really cultivating a healthy relationship with our with ourselves is super important. And again, that's something that we go through in depth in the workshops. So for more information on all of my events in Melbourne, um, head to my website, www.feelinglife.com forward slash events. You can find all the details there. Um, The workshop is also listed on Eventbrite, so if you're in Melbourne, you can just look that up. If you have any questions, um, I'm always open and um, always trying to respond as quickly as possible to everyone. So you're welcome to email me at feelinglife at gmail.com as well if you have any particular questions. All right, so I really want to get into today's topic and I wanted to do something a little bit different and talk more in particular about the idea of discernment and conscious consumption when it comes to emotional and narcissistic abuse. It's something that's come up a lot in the recent um, Facebook group that I co-run, also in the meetups um, that I co-run. And there's a lot of information that is available to us online these days and unfortunately it's not always going to be the right advice for you and so what i'm really big on teaching people is helping them to understand you know how to discern how to judge and figure out what information is actually applicable and suitable for them and how to just be really conscious with the information that if you're actually absorbing and consuming online, because it's very easy to just scroll and look through things and read things and you know think that you relate to it and think that that might be great advice. But um, I've got a couple of really powerful examples to share with you today to help you get an understanding of where some of this information, while it might have a positive intention behind it, can actually be quite damaging, especially For those of us who have experienced emotional abuse, have a tendency of having toxic dysfunctional relationships and, you know, being, um, you know, a magnet to narcissistic people as well. So one of the first things I wanted to talk about is uh, I personally don't follow a lot of uh, narcissistic abuse forums or Facebook groups. I'm basically just in the one that I co-run. And look, there's nothing against, you know, anyone being in those types of groups. But what you'll find a lot of the time is people who will go on about their story or blame the narcissist, blame their abuser, go on about what's happened to them. And unfortunately, it just perpetuates that cycle of victimhood and victim mentality. And that is something that is, I guess, beneficial to us at one part in our recovery. It might be a phase that we, you know, I believe we kind of all go through that phase at some point or another. But the idea is that we wanna be able to move through and beyond that as quickly as possible. And unfortunately, I see a lot of people who get stuck in that mentality and they're never able to really move forward. And then what happens is that they never really fully heal or recover. And you might see people online who, you know, talk about their ex or their, you know, the abuse that they experienced in a relationship 10, 20 plus years ago. And it's just a bit alarming because we don't, we don't need to be holding on or stuck in something for that long, you know, especially when that experience is long past our reality. So just a couple of things for you to consider when you're kind of consuming these, um, this content online, know who are you getting advice from? What are you listening to? What are the common themes? What is the person really sharing with you? What's that common message that they're they're really giving you? And what are you looking for as well? I know that um, a lot of the content and the questions that I get from women, especially in this particular Facebook group, you know, is how do I move forward? How do I move on with my life? How do I navigate all of this? And obviously this is what the podcast is really dedicated to. But what we don't realise is that unconsciously we can be looking for all the reasons why we, you know, why we can't get over it, why we're still struggling, why we can't trust, you know. Um, And something that was quite alarming but also quite, really stuck out to me was this idea of should I just keep plodding along this was something that came up in this Facebook group and and a lot of feedback from that was yes just keep going you'll get through it just keep plodding along and it was really alarming because that's really not advice that I ever give anyone um, if I'm going to give advice but I'm really, you know, big on actually making sure that I'm a role model and to help people to aspire to something. And the thing that I do is actually look up to people too, look up to people who I aspire to be, or, you know, elements of the things that they do or the life that they have that I aspire to have as well. And that's not to to, to say, you know, consumerist type of things, but just What's their lifestyle like? What What is their, what you know, what's their purpose? What's their passion? How do they, you know, engage with life? Are they positive people? Um, are they driven and want to do things with their life? You know, that's what I'm kind of looking for. And so when we're taking advice from people who are in the same state or, you know, I guess phase of our life or um, in the same kind of, especially when it comes to narcissistic and emotional abuse, they're still stuck in that victim mentality of, you know, this happened to me 5, 10 plus years ago, whatever, and they still haven't moved on from it. Um, Probably not the best person to take advice from. Now, the reason why it's so easy for people to fall into that trap is because as humans, we fight for our limitations. So we fight for all the reasons why, why we can't do something or why we can't have something, right? So we're always unconsciously then seeking for justification and validation of why we feel a certain way. So if we are feeling stuck and we feel like we're just plodding along but we're not really seeing any different results, then you know, if we're online and we're, you know, asking people for advice and people are responding positively to that, yeah, just keep going and keep plodding along, we're gonna feel a little bit better about ourselves and feel a little bit more at ease okay you know I'll just keep going you know our brains very good at rationalizing and justifying certain things and so this can be a dangerous you know mentality to fall into because obviously it's easier to justify why we are the way we are or why we're at where we're at in our life rather than actually questioning and challenging ourselves is there something else that I could be doing could I be moving forward could I be taking action and could I maybe take responsibility for where my life is at right now and the more that I started to actually ask myself these harder questions the more obviously confronted I was with where I was at and recognized the my part in everything that I'd created in my life and obviously including the um, abuse in terms of not leaving it sooner and not, you know, not knowing the things that I know now, but basically it's, it's just, it's easy to, to get stuck in that. And we, we want to move forward from that. So, so we, we want to take advice from, from people who are at where we wanna be at, you know, and it's just really important that whatever content you're consuming, just make sure that you're just getting whatever you need from it. And if you feel like you're in a place where you need that support, then by all means that is, you know, what you need at that point. But again, it's what we do repetitively is what creates that behavior and that behavior is then harder to break. So of course, when we're coming straight out of a breakup or, you know, emotional abuse or a marriage or with a narcissist, we obviously don't want to go straight to the confrontation and the, I need to sort everything out. You know, there is, a, where there is a part of us that needs to go through that grief, through the pain and sit with, you know, everything that's happened. There is a time and a place that, and, and a, an amount of time that that takes and that amount of time is different for everyone. But once we kind of get over that particular phase and we start to feel a little bit different, but we feel a little bit scared and we're not quite sure if we're ready to make that next move and really make that commitment to ourselves to, okay, maybe look at how we've contributed to our experiences and our reality, then we it's it, it, become, it can become a habit to fall back into old patterns of you know, looking to justify why we've had the experiences that we've had. So always look out and make sure what you're consuming is going to serve you, is going to help you, is going to help you move forward. And the thing is, a lot of healing and transformation work isn't comfortable. It's not necessarily nice. It doesn't feel good, but it's when we take that action and we are committed to it consistently, we are going to start to see results. And something else that came up recently was a friend of mine who was in one of these forums and she got removed from the group. And it was quite sad and confronting because she basically told me that, you know, she'd had a conversation in this group about you know, the importance of working on ourselves, gaining self-awareness, moving through our, you know, unconscious behaviors and patterning and really reprogramming that and challenging what we've always done. And unfortunately she got removed from the group. Now, apparently there were over 90,000 people in the group. So you can imagine when there's certain moderators in the group who are controlling the information that is being shared or discussed, when that is being moderated and you know edited in that way it's easy to only see one side of the story and what they want you to see so again it's just be mindful of who you are around and we might think that social media is just a thing that we do and like it's only a small part of our life and it doesn't have the same impact as when we're around people face to face well I think a lot of people these days are online a lot more than they are around people in a social setting or when they're talking about these, these particular topics. And, of course, this isn't something that you just talk about with everyone in day-to-day life. So these forums and groups can be quite ha- you know, powerful and, and helpful. But if we're being misguided and we're getting the wrong information or let's just say information that's not actually going to help us grow and evolve that's my biggest thing. Because do you want to grow and evolve and have a better life than you've had in the past? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired and attracting abuse after abuse, narcissist after a narcissist? Are you over that? Or do you want to keep staying stuck in that? You know, there's certain questions that we have to ask ourselves. And from for me there's no personal judgment it's just really what do you want you know if someone says that they don't want that anymore well then there are certain things that they have to do in order to break free from that and really one of the biggest things is you know confronting yourself with your own crap really and you know that can be a bit of a pill to swallow i know it's not something that everyone wants to hear and you know that That's up to you to decide, but I guess, again, with the women that I support, and I mean, I'm a guinea pig for my myself for the things that I've done and that my life, the way that that it's turned out so far, and how I've completely turned it around from the way I was living just a few years ago. So I can only base it on my own experiences and the women that I've supported as well. So personal growth, empowerment is just, I believe what it's all about, especially when we've experienced emotional and narcissistic abuse. So, one of the other things is something that I've been noticing on social media a fair bit um, in videos and in like Instagram posts, things like that, is this idea about people giving up on relationships too soon people looking for something that's perfect when perfect doesn't really exist, especially when it comes to a partner. So there's this notion of we should keep trying, we should stay in the relationship or in the marriage, Um, people just are opting out too early, the fact that divorces are just, you know, like getting a new job, it's just so easy to do, like, you know, telling people that they shouldn't do it, that they should stick in it. But the problem with that is, again, it's, not based on the individual's experience. And it's just fascinating reading some of these comments online because people are, you know, saying, oh, you know, like, okay, maybe I'll just keep trying, but they're recognizing that there are elements of abuse in their marriage or relationship. And it's just mind blowing that unfortunately, people can be really susceptible to this type of information because they doubt themselves. And especially if you're, you know, in the abuse, you're going to doubt yourself even more and be more vulnerable to you know, any sort of information available. And obviously a lot of us are seeking for that information, that validation online. And we, we kind of want some support and assistance to know what to do. But to say that we need to stick it out and, and stay in something when we know deep down it's not for us or we're experiencing abuse, you know, it is more serious then that's really not appropriate. So I don't want to mention the person's name because they are quite a well-known, respected author and you know person in the spiritual and personal development world. But this post um, was just really fascinating and I thought I would read it out so you could get a bit more of an understanding of what I'm kind of, I guess, trying to talk about and share with you. So the post goes like this. There is sometimes a magnetism between two people that's bigger than who does what, who screwed up, who betrayed the relationship or how. The soul connection is possible even here in this battered world, hurt less by outer forces than by our lack of faith that it exists. We're living in an unromantic age with everyone searching for love, but too few with the courage to embrace it when it's in front of them. The obsession with getting more has blinded us to what's already there. Our kisses are too short, our work days too long, and our willingness to, make a chance, to take a chance on love in way, is way too short in supply. So much can be ordered from a catalogue, but love, not love. Love is a bird that lands on your branch when and only when it wants to. I wish I had said a trembling yes a few times when instead I said a convicted no. We don't need more boundaries these days, so much as we need more openness to love. Our obsession with pathologies like codependency and enmeshment are threatening our capacity for vulnerability and forgiveness. Next time love offers you its wings, don't argue with it, fly instead. Now, I guess the intention behind this was to really promote and remind people to love, to be vulnerable, to be open, to not look for this perfect thing or person that doesn't, you know, exist Um, to, I guess, romanticize a bit more than, you know, this person obviously thinks doesn't really exist. But again, for for us, when we've experienced narcissistic and emotional abuse, I mean, this is exactly what these predators want. They want us to romanticize. They want us to, I guess, continuously break our boundaries our, and lose our self-worth and our personal power and just allow them to treat us the way that they do and that is just yeah that I, that just doesn't sit well with me at all unfortunately um and to talk about codependency and enmeshment like it's not a big deal it actually I think it is and I think there is just a level of recognizing when we have those when we when we have codependence when we, when there is enmeshment when when we experience those things, when we're not managing them in a healthy way, when we're just living from our unconscious wounding and trauma and pain, um, as we know, that's not going to end well in a relationship, especially with an abuser. So, um, I think I'm all for love. I'm all for relationships. I'm all for people being vulnerable and open and sharing their heart, but to do it just without any discernment, without any conscious choice and awareness without really being in your own personal power and knowing who you are and what you're looking for. I mean, it's just a recipe for disaster. And I think that is part of why so many of us are in this place because we've grown up with the romanticized movies and love songs and, you know, just that that culture that's within us in our society. Um, it's just yeah, unfortunately, I don't believe it's 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 just counterintuitive I think to what a lot of us need healing from. And you know, to say that we don't need more boundaries, well the problem is that most people don't actually have boundaries and they don't, that they don't actually know what boundaries even are. They don't know how to actually put them in place, you know, how to implement them, how to stand by them, how to voice their opinion, how to how to just really, I guess, yeah, own their personal power and ha- and own their voice and not let that be shut down. And I think where women are becoming more empowered and strong and, you know, the, the, the rising of the feminine, I mean, it's so important at the moment in this day and age in particular. And yeah, I just don't think that type of advice is very, very helpful at all. Um, so again, just, be, be be discerning of, you know, it's it's about what you consume, about what you read and watch and just take what what you are consuming with a pinch of salt, just take it for what it is, take what you like from it, accept it or don't accept it, but don't make it mean everything and don't be heavily influenced by what other people are saying. I think as much as I share, you know, my personal biases or my beliefs and, and what I've learned about life and relationships and emotional and narcissistic abuse again don't take what I say as it being everything you know there'll be things that you agree with and there'll be things that you don't but it's about actually discerning what those things are so I hope you've enjoyed the short kind of short episode today I'll be sharing more on lots of different topics soon, and as promised, I will have new guest interviewees on the show. So I'm really excited to share all of those with you very soon. And as always, I love hearing from you guys. Don't forget, if you are um, in Melbourne or able to get to Melbourne, I highly recommend trying to come along. Um, I know that a lot of people have, you know, been in contact about the meetups and, you know, asked. If I can recommend anyone, you know, in their cities who run them, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of contact with people outside of Perth. Um, We are really, I believe, at the forefront of of this type of support network in Australia, but I really do, you know, want to get this out to as many areas in Australia as possible and obviously internationally, but we'll start small. Um, But yeah, just let me know how you found the episode, if there's anything that I can support you with. I'm always open to yeah receiving feedback and I look forward to speaking to you soon.